Welcome, welcome to the lovely 5D Collective, my IHP community, all of those who are using your inner growth mindset approach, the way we talk about it, but just your own as well, since you use your left and right mode, so you're allowing your chit-chat brain to be friends with your motion sensation brain, and that's one brain, but it is in two hemispheres, so the left mode of our brain for those who don't know basic uh, human 101, you have an embodied brain, which uh, I have too, and uh, we all can be in the Enlightenment Soul Age group, but that's where some people choose not to, for I, other reasons I won't be talking about that one right now. Uh, 5D Collective knows about no devils or demons in reality, that we do have clairs and the spectrum of shared consciousness, that's a whole different story, we talk about it in the paid subscription-based model content for 5D Mystics because I don't like to support uh, fear stuff that instead I see 4D keeps doing. So once we have a built-up enough community, we will continue to have episodes based on your questions on how to navigate the oversoul and, and whatever it is you're wondering from a 5D Mystic perspective since the emotional body is what we are learning to keep in the forefront and that's where I support you to keep that in mind with again the right mode stuff of your brain it comes up and if it's too much that would be where you would know it because you would have um, self-soothing mechanisms that would be drugs alcohol sex food doesn't mean in any of these orders these are just some examples of the shame cycle of inner critic outer critic and what we see in movies you know when somebody's eating Ben and Jerry's that's a self-soothing mechanism with food and that's not going to help you to learn how to actually activate your ventral vagal state. And so you're not learning how to harness your emotional body or mental body. So the example is one of an adaptive child who sits, ruminates, and does human suffering, which then they make it seem like it's a must, which it's not. Now, people who have childhood trauma, they have a journey. And usually those individuals will end up getting good trauma therapy information because they will notice that their emotional body is disconnected so they'll feel off i've seen plenty of interviews of people with childhood trauma and or people with a specific diagnoses and they said i felt off things were different i had highs and lows but in a way that really like i was not getting better i wanted to live a good life so i went to get and seek someone out and i found out this 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 and this and as patrick tiahan points out Childhood trauma individuals, once they're fully healed, they don't talk about their trauma like, ah, I'm going to blame my parent, and they're not in that charge anymore. But that's because they processed. They processed all of the stuff that came up. So you can do this on your own. You can do it with others. The part about on one's own is because of the choice of love for self and others. So you know how to harness your ventral vagal nervous system. So you don't do Ben and Jerry's in an excessive way, I'm going to use that, or alcohol, or let's say you do, let's say there's a year that you notice you are stuffing your face with food and uh, drinking too much or doing drugs, I don't do drugs, but just using that, some people I know they do that to cope, and I don't agree with it, but again, watch movies like Hangover, and you'll see why people actually don't know that that's not grown-up behavior, one. Uh, two, teenagers shouldn't do any of that, but they definitely talk about stuff, even though they're thankfully more informed than our generation. I'm 43, so my generation had no trauma-informed stuff. We had ego, yes, but there was not the emotional body, so there was not the awareness that you're an emotional being 
and that your right brain really you take it seriously great and if you don't well so here's where people who do not have 5d secure attachment oneness consciousness so the integration of your brain happens on yourself as you grow up so some people they move into 5d and that's why we're building a community of inspiring higher infinite human consciousness potential experiences love it's not about saying you're sorry or asking for forgiveness it's about heart-to-heart communication and we get to normalize topics such as polysecure and polyamory such as monogamy with a secure attachment uh, such as our oversoul with secure attachment versus calling people energy vampires dark auras or demons we get to learn about the neuroscience and how imagination is your neuroplastic agent we get to learn about your emotional body again and again and again until you know you have achieved at the very least mastery of how to handle your ventral vagal state so you can feel the heaven in your body you don't have to move into the enlightenment soul age group but if there's one thing you gain from the integration of your brain and that restored embodied self is the optimized human experience the mental health community is sharing that the good ones the ones who believe that we should go back to the ancients let's leave them alone and they don't are not here we're not going to talk to them <laughs> we're going to talk to them we're just not going to talk to them about things that bore the fuck out of them and so we're going to leave it alone because here's where as said guru points out but he points it out for, I think, different reasons. I'm pointing it out as a person who knows about ego and self, and you got one, I got one, and we got an embodied brain. You know what happens when an adaptive child wants to stubbornly... No, an adaptive child in general is going to be stubborn. That's the whole point. Rigid, not adaptive, not flexible, not coherent, not stable, and not energized. No, no, rigid and chaos. And they won't even notice that their body is low on energy because they will call it life to have void inside of them. They will call it normal to have a disconnect of emotions because they'll label themselves as evil or demons or devils, or maybe not. They might just say, no, no, I'm none of those. I'm a super badass hero or whatever. Who knows? Uh, actually, I'm going to use, there's a person, they have an official diagnosis and they're doing something which I find helpful in some ways to try and destigmatize that lovely community of all people. So we want to destigmatize all unfortunately they've taken their diagnosis and all the traits and they're actually using them to try and support people to stand up for themselves and that's the part of where it's like well not really going to be the best outcome but i do know there are people that are all over this person's page and following and you know not recognizing that none of them are actually harnessing their power to work with their emotional body yet and so they're all in these very raw very insecure low self-esteem and low emotional so they haven't learned to get out of their fight flight yet they're in a survival body so their body's under stress but again if you go tell them they're gonna no no revenge is the sweetest thing ever i can tell you from my body and it'll be like well yes that's because you don't know the heaven in your body yet because you haven't moved into learning how to Get out of the blues when you're in the blues with your own nervous system and your own physical human being, left and right mode brain. It's called neurofeedback that you could do or mindfulness, mindsight, so many words, so many different ways people that are of the lovely community of mental health are sharing with people that they can do. And so we get to add to it as personal development and ascension and spirituality and all this great stuff. Okay, so love, it's not about forgiveness or sorry. It's about heart-to-heart conversations because we all have a heart. 
And we all know when it's broken and we all know how to heal it because it's not actually broken. It's a muscle. So when you are upset and sad, what's happening is something different. We're not going to have to talk about that one, but secure attachment person will know how to not eat too much Ben and Jerry's, but to find a way to find the middle. And that's also with the way we handle our emotions with each other. So when we love each other, it's because we feel safe to be around each other. When people have childhood trauma and they live basically their familiar trauma, safety behaviors with others, we will find the land of the movies and drama land and people who over drink, over drug, over everything. And really, I mean, they get a lot of choice points, some of them, and then they're like almost on their deathbed and finally they awaken, which is really sad because if they had gotten it the first time around, where, wait, if I actually just self-medicate, not really helping myself. It's like a Band-Aid, but it's worse because the Band-Aid is serving to keep your cut clean from getting hurt. You're not actually bothering to seek out how to get yourself. Oh, I forgot. That's right. People think that human being means human suffering. So they think emotions are meant to be. That's where I forgot about the stigmas on that part. So once you realize emotions are not bad or good and you treat your emotions and equanimity that's where we are at so on that note we are gonna have some lovely new stuff besides the subscription-based model content the paid ones so anybody who is going to want to learn more about functional adult love language or navigating your oversoul relationships and just relationships with a 5d mystic functional adult and so an emotionally mature body or working to have that with stories and a little bit of psych ed, but a lot of my stories and psych ed, and then just random examples as well, which help you to put things in perspective, okay? For the Twin Flame, that is a separate and all on its own episode. Twin Flames, Soulmates, Oversoul, because there's a way that a mystic will pick up on our bonds. And uh, on that note, as for the additional content I'm thinking about, it will always focus on emotion regulation skills because that's what you're learning to do when you work with your emotional body and mental body with the inner growth mindset and your physical body comes along the journey because you're one embodied brain. Really, you should look at it simply as this. You have a nervous system, which has a defense system. You have a brain, which has an attachment system. And the left and right mode of your brain, they work together. If you're the one who's taking what comes up, pausing, this is where mindfulness comes in. You pause, you rhythmically breathe, you calm your nervous system, you learn to self-regulate. That's the part that people who have childhood trauma and don't recognize that their disconnect is to be taken seriously and that it does have a journey and that does not involve, um, what's the word? Uh, it does not involve treating people as adaptive children do. It involves you actually disengaging from that completely because you don't want to use your insecure attachment stuff and your unresolved trauma you want to learn how to be a partner and or partners and or friends and or you know like grown-ups so you grow to be the best versions of each other together as people this is why we don't need sorries or forgiveness what people do is have heart-to-heart conversations about things so let me go back to example i've been drinking for the past year or so a little bit too much i've been doing things sex i've been i've been self-soothing i've been self-medicating I awaken to the fact that I actually am doing this stuff because I'm emotionally troubled. Meaning I feel inside that I don't have everything that I would want. I can come to get 
a buttload of good information now, thanks to the internet. And I do. And I figure out, oh, wait, okay, I have this uh, attachment style. It's called avoidant or anxious or fearful avoidant. Oh, wait, okay, I have this childhood trauma stuff. Wow, okay, this is making a lot of sense. I have a disconnect, so I'm not very much aware of all of my emotions yet because there's actually a lot of fear that comes up from my body and actually that makes a lot of sense because I've always felt like a lot of just uncomfortable feelings when it comes to love and I'm just so frazzled I don't even know how to explain it and that's where it's like okay that's what fearful avoidant is because a fearful avoidant for example they have fight flight they have their safety behavior always defense mechanism engaged and then they have an attachment system that longs to attach so they want to have close heart relationships but they freak out in their body, which means they get stressed. So they have mechanisms of coping. But these mechanisms of coping aren't going to be quite um, nice because they're going to end up being inconsistent. And if they find a secure attachment person, then they're going to be handled just fine and dandy because this is where a secure attachment person, if we are handling a fearful avoidant attachment, we will always use what is a love and respecting tone and in the mix of that behavior if there's any disrespect that comes forth we will make clear that we are unappreciated and unappreciative of it and we will completely disengage from interactions it will not be let me cancel you because you're an asshole let me get rid of you because you don't know how to respect me it won't be shame blame fault revenge the 5D collective, we are secure attachment people. That means that you and I, again, know your heart and my heart are humans, and I'm not going to talk to you like a piece of shit. We know actual healthy self-worth. I'm not superior to you in any way, shape, or form, nor am I inferior. Independently from what your mannerisms may bring forth, your nastiness is an indication of your unresolved trauma, your attachment wounds, not the devil, no demon. Even if, even if I will have noticed, so here I'm going to tie in my mysticism because I've done an Akashic record reading and that was very interesting what I came across in this person's life. I've done another recently Akashic record reading indirectly because the person was contemplating and questioning it. And I'd say that I've had two or three individuals that I've encountered where my download immediately is engaged in online as well as when it comes to galactic and all this stuff so the energy is what we will always notice but a person is full of imagination so whatever they believe in is really what's going to be in that energy their basic energetic imprint is like a little code but it's still just their nervous system and what I'm trying to get to here is that none of these people are in any way, shape, or form demons or devils. No, no. They're actually all very much members of society. Some are business owners. They're successful. Not in a way of doing anything particularly that you'd be like, oh my God. No, no. They're, they're, they're great for their environment. They're doing great shit. So they're not demons. They're not devils. They're people. Now, are they self-empowered? With true confidence, are they their love? Are they in their ventral vagal state? No, 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 not even close. They definitely know about spite, envy, jealousy, and about being people who justify revenge because of somebody doing something that disrespected them. They're a typical person who watches the movies and who says, ah, that they didn't do good social behavior. So I think that I'm going to retaliate in this way and justify it because 
I'm right and they're wrong. And I'm going to tell them so. No, I'm not. I'm going to trick them and I'm going to have them suffer and I'm going to laugh about it in the meantime because they did me wrong. This is what they did. Let me tell you what they did. Okay, so that's where it's not a demon or a devil. It's a person. And Psych Education 101 can explain to you what of all of that is. You know what a person who's a secure attachment does when you get disrespected? Ask my friend that I didn't talk to for five years. I didn't block them. I didn't cancel them. I told them, I'm not speaking to you anymore because I'm done with you. After a series of events where I tried to actually talk to them, where they could, I laughed because they consistently, with their clownish behavior, and they admit it, they admitted it when they came back around, and I didn't need them to admit it. This is the part. Love is not about you saying, please forgive me. I'm so sorry. It's about heart-to-heart conversation. So when they came back around, as a mystic, I also knew seven days prior to them writing me, I knew that they were doing, that some shit was down. I was still very upset and angry at my friend. And furthermore, they did not appreciate our relationship to begin with. So why would I intervene in something that is not mine to intervene with this is the other part of 5d mystic knows we're not here to save people these are 4d collective they're in codependent type relationships we're like i have claire so that i can save you and if i didn't save you then i'm going to blame myself and that's what they do because they compare themselves to the prophets of yesterday it's like you're not in yesterday you're in today please stop living like you are a reborn why aren't you just yourself use your name please or if they're not the self-blame caretakers they're the i'm the martyr or i'm superior let me change you let me tell you who to be let me come and save the day with my superhero or super villain cape or whatever it is okay so now, um, person who's 5D, none of this shit, uh, not even remotely close. I, with my lovely friend, was very direct. They did this thing in the in-between of our five years. When their girlfriend cheated on them, they wrote me. And while I was at a funeral, this is another indication of when you're dealing with an adaptive child. Because instead of just speaking their words, they come at you with some shitty-ass comment. Are you happy now? Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, okay, I didn't know that you were cheated on. Uh, Of course, I'm not happy. The fact that you're accusing me of being happy would mean that you don't know me at all as your friend, as a person who was your friend. And really, we're not really friends anymore. So why are you writing me in the first place? And by the way, I'm at a funeral. So I really can't be here chit-chatting with you right now. Again, I didn't block them. There is no need. There's no threat. There's no physical threat. You know, here's where I even have met a full-blown unfortunately, person who definitely needs help, their family does not know anything about good trauma informed. The minute they got persistent in a very specific manner, I said, dude, I'm going to tell you for the last time, if you don't cut the crap, I am not going to be engaging. I am not, you know, stop what you are doing because this is not good. Nope. Stop it. They stopped. And they completely disengaged because they know, because see, the difference about a secure attachment person is that we're like a grown-up. Like when an authoritative grown-up, it's not because they're authoritarian or permissive, no. The right amount of, I said no because it's for your health, it's for your good. Whatever it is, an authoritative parent is somebody who's respecting their child, however that child is, so they attune, they know how to handle the sensitivity 
but they're also very much aware of needing to set some ground rules to keep them physically safe. And so it will not be a tone of I'm, I'm kidding or I'm not sure. No, it'll be I am very sure of what I'm saying and you better listen otherwise. And like with any of the lovely animal kingdom, what speaks to each other, FYI, are our nervous systems. A ventral vagal state is powerful. The fight, nah, it's nothing. You'll notice it. It's a hyper aroused state. So it's just different because it's not anxiety which would be flight and fear, if that, you know, like the fear part was anxiety, it's the I'm going to get angry and vengeful. So the energy is different, but it's both survival mode. So your body's actually in a rigid form, your brain is too, and you're not actually growing healthier, meaning your rest and rejuvenation, the homeostasis of your body is not happening, but that's for another time. So again, uh, with my friend, when they did what they did with this whole, my girlfriend, I said, I don't, I didn't know anything. I can't believe you even would say something like this. So fast forward, when they came back around, I knew shit was going down. They didn't say, please forgive me. I'm so sorry. I think they were like, you know, this stuff's going down. I need you. Or can we please meet? Something along those lines. And I said, of course. I said, yes, we can meet. And when we met, I was, for the first two days of our aligning again, quite quite cold, yes, and quite angry, still not angry, just expressing everything that I felt and thought and, and uh, what I feel a friendship is, and they agreed and nodded their head, and in fact, this is where the friend said, these were their words, not mine, I don't know how you do it, how are you always there for people that don't, aren't there for you. I'm like, they're there for me. They're, they, we're all here for each other. I don't know why you're talking like this. It's silliness. That's what friends are for. Otherwise, what the hell is friendship for? Like the part about people holding on these little fingers is like, what are you doing? I don't understand. Oh, you were here for me 20 times. It's a, it's a, what lists are we doing? So my friend is still the same asshole he has always been. That's his personality. We always tease about it. My point of sharing this is I didn't need to forgive my friend for anything. In fact, I learned from my friend how I wouldn't be stupid because the whole five years, I was so angry at them. There's only two people in my life that I am angry to the point of where I did say, if I had to choose two people that I hated, and these are past people that remind me, you said these words. Yes, I didn't mean them. (laughs) These are words that don't mean shit for a person who is expressing an emotion in the moment and so fyi 5d we're always expanding consciousness the love button people and when people from our relationships bring up the past as if it's fixed in stone and they define us as having been changed we're like no the emotion in that moment was the emotion that it was now again some are going to say you're just wanting to choose how to speak and explain these are all aspects that a 5d person will know of and any one of you when people do shit like this allow them to talk the two-year-old wants the floor let them talk they've decided that they have to define you in the exact way that they have decided you should be as a human being that means they are not able to accept that you want to use different words that you want to have a way that you express yourself and that's Again, very straightforward for my secure attachment people. So straightforward that we will say, you know what, I'm not actually using uh, what you just said there, but I'm happy to continue to listen to what you're saying. And so we can disengage from 
our conversation, once you're done telling me who I am, what I'm thinking, and everything apparently that you know about me, so uh, here's the floor. So that, that's what we do, because the reality is adoptive children, they are trying to tell you they're right and you're wrong. They're actually trying to make statements in a way that says, I want to prove this to me, to themselves, not to you. This is why they need the floor. They want you to see them and then to sue them. This is the only part that they will sometimes be like, I don't like what you're doing. Because we'll be like, I don't agree with you. I'm just letting you talk so that I can actually remove myself from this conversation at this point, which sometimes does tick people off. We don't give a shit because we try being clear. I didn't ask you to use my words for me. I'm using words. You're disrespecting me, essentially, which I'm going to leave alone since most human beings who navigate adoptive child land don't know any better and allow you to finish your sentence so that I can keep moving on because, by the way, you've shared with me something very beautiful. You've shared with me you, not me, your perception of me, and I'm grateful because you just gave me a perspective of one piece of consciousness that is a part of my piece of consciousness. There's no competition. There's no... So again, very straightforward the way that an emotional body, mental body of a mature person, secure attachment, will be able to interact the ventral vagal, it's always on. And that's what we know. Those who don't know that they don't have it on, but they might be in fight. Yeah. So we disengage from that type of uh, interaction because we don't like to do drama. That's really not fun. It's also not fun to be around children. So those who do drama, they do so with each other, and that's 4D, 3D, and then we have other soul age groups that are not in the 5D vibration, and the 5D vibration is a person who has integration of the brain, so they use left and right mode of their brain, they learn how to self-regulate, they become a secure attachment person, so other, other soul age groups are important because not all move into that enlightenment soul age group, but the other soul age groups, we will have those two sections of a person who becomes their integration of the brain and, again, restored embodied self, so a secure attachment and optimized mental, physical, emotional well-being person. The IHP community is here to support that to happen through mental and emotional body mastery and physical mastery in time. We create mindful relationships. We talk about 5D mysticism, and we disengage from storytelling in the sense of beliefs. We do personal storytelling and we of course respect when people tell me I've seen the devil I've seen demons I say I respect that I'm not saying you haven't seen any of that I know what it is to see things I'm conceptually trying to present to you something that I've noticed from the scientific methodology when it comes to the brain religious self and consciousness and how to support people to navigate this very spectrum called life as a human being and so 5D mysticism it is for my lovely 5D mystics and functional adults who are okay with woo-woo lady here and pseudoscience lady. I'm okay with that. I have plenty of sources to send you to. All of the material is from my own research, from my own experience. But of course, my own research means I have educators that are beautiful and so many of them that I will never be able to give all of them credit. So yes, there are moments where I know I don't give credit to everyone. It's too many names to remember, but I try to organize my sources so you can ask me any number of things you want. I will do my best in whatever time I have. I don't have a lot of time right now, but I'll do my best to share with you the sources that I can. And on that note, uh, 5D Mystics. Do not in any way, shape or form, engage with talking about themselves as keys that unlock shit 
in the sense that each of us is our key to ourself. One, there's no entities. And when we talk, if ever, about the 4D plane and these entities that they want to keep talking about, galactic, not galactic, there will be a very different way we will address all that. And we begin with the lovely Patrick McNamara and his religious consciousness because he's a person who's a theoretical neuroscientist who is still conducting research. And so he has value to add to the conversation, as do other people. And they talk about shared consciousness. So the sphere is energetic, yes, and we have a relationship. It is not needing to be a world which has come from texts from the ancients. Okay, so this is where grounding our human infinite higher human consciousness potential experience through inner growth and following your heart you use your mind to deal with unknown uncertainty unwanted from within you while going with the flow whose flow your flow whose heart your heart your embodied brain your hearts in your chest you will be love your nature when you're tapping into integration of the brain restored embodied self because left and right mode are working together and you are harnessing your emotions so the sensations that come up from your body you've learned to self-regulate and you're doing great and dandy with any of those other insecure attachment style people, okay? So we're going to start our conversation and move to, we have a person who notices I'm indulging in activities that are not fulfilling me in any way, shape, or form. I am actually not building a relationship. I'm not building anything. I'm wasting time. A person who has the ability to pick themselves up it is by seeing those who will reflect to them, not you're a piece of shit, not shame, blame, fault, revenge. No, a person who will say, hey, beautiful human being over there, I can see your uniqueness and I can see that you're suffering and I can see a lot of different things. You want to talk? And this is why I use the other examples for the reasons. But in this specific episode, we're not necessarily going to talk about anybody who has, uh, I don't know what, um, done something, essentially. So when people do anything, like I, I did use my friend, we don't say no to friendship. We say, of course we're friends, true friendship. Fuck you, fuck you, and we love and hug it out. And when people remind us of things that we've said in the past as if it's actually part of our personality, we're like, that's not part of my personality. That was me in a moment in time that has passed, that is no longer, and that I handled, in fact, in a way because of a way that I chose to handle it. Because emotionally speaking, it was not, this is, we have an answer to why we will have done and or we are taking always ownership, accountability, we can speak it. So we will be ourselves as human beings and say, well, yeah, no shit, Sherlock. Again, you learn in time to become completely in the Enlightenment Soul Age group, so you're functional adult with your lovely Oversoul. It's because you start to not take things personally with your Oversoul. And the difference is the 5D does it with a playground. So our twin flames, soulmates, we don't need no twin flame coach. We don't need no fucking person telling us who our twin flame is either. Whenever I've had somebody ask me in tarot readings, can you tell me if they're my twin flame or not? Of course I can. However, it's humorous when sometimes they're second-guessing themselves because the universe will also be like, uh, okay, the space of consciousness. <laughs> you don't know what it is you are. And the way that it's so direct, it's, it, I laugh because the reality is you are your story. 
So the minute that you're changing your mind consciously about your story, guess what's shifting? Your consciousness. But when it comes to relationships, it takes two to tangle. Okay? So you can be in each other's sphere, but if you're not tangling, you ain't doing shit. And so consciously speaking, twin flames, soulmates, oversoul, if you're growing together, that's going to be awesome. If you're not and somebody's thinking about you, that's going to be awesome too, but we're not really going to be like, oh, they're in my space now. They're controlling me. It does take some time to get familiar. That's why, again, I have the paid subscription-based model content. I can tell you all about the twin flame telepathy part. Uh, there's no excruciating pain about the whole separation shit unless, unless you're a person who is actually trauma bonded and you're doing the anxious avoidant thing. And I'm serious here. So if you have trauma bonding, well, yeah, you're in a bit of pain and or more because your nervous system is completely seeking out the familiarity of your dysregulated household environment within another partner. You're trying to bring forth, if you're anxious, you, you want the avoidant to stay. If you're avoidant, you want the anxious to leave you alone. And in the anxious, it's, oh, without you, I will never have love again. And now I'm done. I won't ever love. With the avoidant, it's, I don't want you. I can get better. And actually, I'm going to make it so. And then here's where, because twin flame is an actual bond, that, that won't happen. So the two people actually won't be able to disengage from the connection. So 4D, that's why they have twin flame coaches. So they can help those people to make it out alive, emotionally, of course, and then get together emotionally or get over it emotionally. So in all of these cases, those coaches are helping a person to become their own secure attachment alone and or get back with a person and grow to have a secure attachment and or mindful relationship. So the difference for a 5D is that we don't do that uh, because we don't need the coach. We already know what we're going to do, which is, hey, did you pick? Did you? Do? Ah, okay. Okay, ciao. You, you did choose, right? You're, you're not interested? Nope, not the one? Good. Good to know. Very great. I'm going to keep moving forward because obviously you're a human being who has a choice to make and you made it. And I laugh because this is where it's very straightforward. So being... Though a secure attachment is why we're not like, oh my God, now I'm going to die. I will never find love again. That's not how it works with the twin flame flames. You understand the bond and it's special. That's why it's not the one. I mean, some of us, we have more than one twin flame. Uh, it is a one and they will get choice points because a1 is a person who will be, again, if they're not a secure attachment, so if they're not emotionally mature and mentally mature, they are not secure attachment. And people who have attachment wounds and unresolved trauma, they're going to want to engage with familiar patterns that are dysfunctional, which a secure attachment person is not going to bring to them. We don't bring drama. We don't play games. We are very straightforward. And if somebody gets agitated, we will be like, what are you doing? And if they get even more agitated, we're going to be like, okay, now I really don't know what you're doing anymore. And at a certain point, we'll be like, you know what? I think that we are not really speaking the same language because a heart 
and loving is quite easy and there's no need to continue having moments where we need to say sorry or forgiveness so let's just drop that one and keep building our relationship because you know there's no need for us to keep doing this of course like i said if there's a ability to do this that's where we build secure connections sometimes though there's a completely different love language and that's where um at the end of the day it's not about sorry or forgiveness it's about not having the heart-to-heart communication and when you do have trauma you can't have intimacy that's the whole point trauma safety behaviors are when people are trying to maintain power and control they are an adaptive child who is going to be bringing into the mix ruptures and splinters in their every moment because they're not navigating with their prefrontal cortex. They are a person who's reactive, using their familiar, toxic, dysfunctional, unregulated, all that was from their own household, which though a person can notice about themselves because they will know where they came from as a, just this lifetime, you'll know what you were doing when you were a kid growing up. So when you're engaging with another human being, you can actually recognize your own patterns, as I was saying. So self-soothing patterns, mechanisms that you put into practice so that you can feel safe, but that aren't helping you to actually be who you want to be. You're not leading from heart the way you want. You're not, you know, you're not the person you want to be. So people who recognize this, here's where they are. Those people, twin flames, soulmates, oversoul. The entirety of humanity, we're all intuitives because we all have a nervous system. We have an embodied brain with it. And people have trauma, it's relational. And they have the opportunity to heal trauma with intimacy because that's at the core. So when I meet you and you meet me, we are going to get to have an exchange. And a secure attachment person is going to be able to be regulated, handle with love and respect another person, and engage in no matter what's going on, we have love we can bring our best selves to the picture. And if the not best self is brought, we will say, okay, what's up with this? Do we need to recalibrate? We won't be like, oh, let me shame, blame, fault, or revenge you because you brought forth a insecure trauma safety behavior response. We'll notice that it is something nasty, not friendly, or whatever. There's a way that a person who is, again, 5D will note this because you're a functional adult who has integration of the brain. So what the adaptive child does is different. That's where 4D is at. They got a saga going on. So trauma bonding, just look at the anxious and avoidant. I reviewed that with y'all. So we don't have this here. Here we have a person who's aware that they have some bad habits that they want to get rid of. And that's because they've noticed that they're just um, using it to, what's the word? Um, to satisfy emotional longing and emotional upset. And so because they've been shown what true love is, so they've seen compassion, they know how, oh, I don't have to sit in in this shitty place. So they begin, first of all, taking their own life in their own hands and they begin to start drinking less or doing less drugs or whatever it is that their compulsiveness is, they're going to get out of it. They recognize their dysfunctional pattern as well. There's enough free content online for people to notice what childhood trauma is and how to handle their actual charge states as adults. And on that note, um, here's where that also involves people um, who don't 
sit and watch movies all day long or even just the ones that are crappy. You know, they, they kind of know the difference between here's my fantasy world and here's the real world. And they move out of stereotypes and generalizations. And that's why they actually move out of trauma responses. Studies have shown people, the ones who get out of PTSD, why do some get out of post-traumatic stress disorder and others don't? One, remember that REM is actually very important. Our REM neurobiology is what enables us to reallocate the trauma memory to get timestamps. So it works through our trauma memory. And some people do have REM that erupts into their waking state. And that's where our mystics are. But the 5D mystics don't have nightmares or um, get dissociative in a way that involves fear. We are in the selflessness, timelessness, effortlessness, and richness. Because we don't actually do clairs as if they're something that equates the truth. We know it's in the sphere of imagination. Now, I want to say something about that. The 4D exists for a reason, and those body types actually are people who before they might move into their 5D need to find their own self-worth. So they might get to do that with ethical cults or their culty cults or their really traditional cults. And that's where the religious consciousness and supernatural agents, when you look into it with Patrick McNamara, he informs how the... Uh, aspects are to reorganize the self and so when you're in REM and when you're using your mind here's where he says you know REM sleep is what has made us special he says and it's critical to the evolution of our species and our special cognitive capacities and it brings forth creativity because it creates a very high cholinergic environment in the brain. And that environment then allows for intense creativity because it promotes connection between otherwise dis disparate ideas. So it can create all sorts of bizarre ideas, but also all kinds of creative ideas. And this is the importance of REM sleep for our evolution. Also, it's the nature's way to handle our emotional trauma, okay? So all your brain activity is very important, which is why 4D, unfortunately, does not take seriously the scientific methodology. They take seriously being some key that unlocks something else, and they stay into, I'm a superhero with supervillains and super rescuings, or some go down other paths. And that's why it's about sharing the human, spiritual, and spirituality elements for me, Maria, as a 5D mystic with my 5D mystic community, but also the functional adults who are okay with some woo-woo stuff, because it's not just woo-woo, by the way, even though, again, we do know the difference between when I'm interacting with somebody versus when they're in my energy sphere. On that note, the people who are going to be in our energy sphere, it's because they're part of our oversoul, or we are interacting with each other, and so we're in each other's space. So we are consciously aware in our brains of each other, okay? And that's where channels we are. And people, though, who think there are keys and that they are entities that are unique and that then there are entities that are evil or something like that, uh, they think that there are entities that can attach, da 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 da, da. And that's unfortunate because that is the place where you can spiral into an area that doesn't help you to get your emotional body which is what you want in your peripheral view, which you can do with a good neuroscience like Patrick McNamara 
or good trauma therapists. There's plenty that do dream interpretation for this reason. And it is all about you learning how to harness the emotional body, nervous system, and brain. So it's something that I've actually been walked through because I am trauma-informed, certified, educational. But we learned in all of my courses how to walk somebody through a sliver of a dream. You even know about my demo. The one where I had the fragment, remember the trauma memory fragment in my heart, and it was with the emotion of fear. It was really uncomfortable. So... I only have a little sliver. And I was like, wow, this is really like the heartbreak, gut wrench. It's really, I could feel it. And that was where I realized when the therapists negotiate with people to keep them in therapy, they say, we can get you out of hell, but the ladder's going to burn. And that's why people don't have enough compassion for each other. But also some people really don't realize when they're in dysregulated, modulated, embodied selves that they're not yet done and they would notice if they noticed how they were speaking about their shit and their stuff. Because as Patrick Tiahan points out, he's a childhood trauma survivor. Once you're healed, you don't want to talk about your trauma story because you are now living a healthy, happy life inside your body because your emotional body is what you're leading with. And it's almost like it's not even there. Of course, you have flashbacks, but you don't need to voice it. You're not wanting to, you're not in the charge anymore. So once you've done enough of your healing... For those who have had childhood trauma, which is where the 4D is not doing any of that, but if they get into ethical cults, that's where it's a good thing that we have them because that way they can work on true self-worth by being with people who will be cheerleaders and they're all special and they all have a mission. Like, ah, we're divine, we're divine. If they get in the good ethical cults, that's where you're going to find them. So on that note, when we are in our relationships back to us and we have people who are taking ownership for their emotions and for their habits and they're looking for people to support them, it's very straightforward. You'll always note a person who's serious about where they're headed because they won't be clowning around. So like when my friend and I came together, I made it straight and clear. I don't do temporary friendship. You're a forever friend. I'm here because of that. And of course, I would never leave you in the dumps while I know you're going through some shit. I also know we were meant to back, come back together and that became clear as we stayed in our friendship and moved further. So we, we strengthened our bond to this day. We're friends. They're actually in my future life. I need to, t I still need to see this is, this is a friend I never talked to. I need to tell them about the fact that they're my future life. I, that way they can have a laugh, but they don't believe in any of this stuff either. So I don't want to waste their time with mysticism stuff because they're not into it. But I have to share the story because it's just that funny. <laughs> so they need to know. I know about my future and you're in it. Guess what you get to be. And I know that they're going to laugh their ass off when I tell them what, they're, what they are. So on that note, um, when we are people who love, we are always going to be not in the sorry or forgiveness game, but it's in the direct communication from the heart together. Nobody is their greatest mistake. We're all people. We all don't uh, know how to handle ourselves sometimes, some more, some less. It's not a competition. If you're a functional adult, you know that you're a person with a heart. Another is a person with a heart. And, you know, what's even more sad is when people don't um, come together and we only have this lifetime to know each other with this name because that's the part. When you do know, so we'll close out with the mystic stuff, Oversoul, 
when you do know that we're one big happy family, of course humanity, it's an extended, but it's personal when it gets closer to home, right? And so when you know about that, it's really sad when you also know, humanly speaking, that so many aspects that bring people apart are just opinions that they don't know how to handle. So I'm polyamory, for example. And this has led to me making choices that did get decided by those who live the scarlet letter times as uh, very specific words that I won't need to repeat because <laughs> to this day I can say oh I, I don't even know how to explain that ethical non-monogamy is such a great thing I don't understand why people don't understand it except for I know that people don't know secure attachment within their self so they need one, a specific type of relationship. Two, our ancients have promoted monogamy for a number of reasons. So culturally speaking, it's the predominant choice, not to mention those who have traditional religious beliefs. They will talk about it as sin and not sin and whatnot. So we have all these reasons why it's not something that people will have a habit of knowing of as neutral. And that doesn't change the fact though that one is going to when you embody it some don't so for 5d mystic because of our relationship with our oversoul and knowing about just things that we feel are part of our journey that's it's this is the part i talk to a mixed group so mystics will know what i'm talking about it's something that it's not about it being unexplainable it is in the sphere of imagination land meaning it's in our own emotional body and mental body and we understand that not everybody has clairs. So not everybody can relate to this. But when they do, they know what it means to share a bond. And so some people, they don't choose polyamory. They're monogamous. They only want their twin flame or they want a soulmate. If they get tired of the whole twin flame thing, they want to have a secure attachment relationship. That's what their love is doing. Those of us who love because our nature is, we are secure attachment within us. We add to our oversoul. And as the Rumi quote goes, we love with our heart and soul. We don't know separation, which is why we don't cancel people. Even if my friend, I ain't cancel them. I said, I'm making a choice because you're pissing the fuck out of me and because you disrespected shit. And I am okay with it because I know why I did this. And, you know, the thing is they apologized. Why? Because they did disregard my emotions. They knew that they were all... us. Every person knows what it means to have a heart. And my friend, every step of the way, even though they have a different way of evaluating what went down, because to this day we are on different terms when it comes to what went down, they knew that they were hurting my feelings and they consistently did this. It was at least three to four to five events that they consistently ignored my emotions. And this is the part of a secure attachment person who will be like, you know what, I love you for who you are. But if you're going to disregard my emotional well-being, I'm okay with us not being friends because I can love you from afar and I will love you better than I'm loving you right now because right now what I see is that you completely don't care that I'm heartbroken or that I'm angry or that I'm sad. You don't care because if you cared, then you'd come give me a hug. You'd come talk to me. You'd pick up a phone. You'd do something. So it's not about sorry or forgiveness. It's about I care so much about your heart because I care. Let's talk about this so that we can put peace between two people. This is what relationships are when people are grown-ups. My friend didn't know how to be a grown-up. I figured out why eventually, and this is where 
insecure attachment people don't know how to be grown-ups. Unresolved trauma people don't know how to become grown-ups. Watch any movie and you'll see what adaptive children look like. 5D mystics, we are grown-ups. And 5D functional adults. So independently from what I was also sharing about the oversoul, which is something that only those who know about bonds, they will, from a 5D perspective, know there's no karmics, there's no energy vampires, there's no dark auras, there's none of that shit. Even when we are interacting with people that we may not be fond of, we will know we're one big ball of energy. So we will know there is a reason for us. And what's our first mo moment? The reason is relationships are how we resolve trauma because intimacy is at the core of all of our relationships. So we bring love because that's our nature. You're a human. I'm a human. I will regulate myself. I will treat you with respect. I will treat you with love and or kindness and or I will thank you for having shared what is a very special moment because life is that. So you will have gifted me something and I will have tried to gift you something and that will be the experience of life that we will have shared. And it doesn't have to be doing anything. That's why even the whole third parties and karmics, when they do shit like that, it's like, are you a teenager? Who are you competing with now? Oh, they put, it, they put a finger in their ear. They told them not to. You know what I told my friend when he's like, she made me do it. Said, did you have a gun to your head? No. Okay, so she didn't make you do anything. You chose to lie to me on purpose by yourself because you didn't want to tell me the truth, which, by the way, shows me that you don't trust me. Not to mention you lied about something that was a bullshit lie. You omitted and or hid that what was hidden was something so stupid. <laughs> that it was like, what are you doing? Not to mention, again, you think by lying to me about this thing or anything that I don't want your well-being. That means you don't trust me. That means we're not intimate. And that means we're not friends. Because if you can't trust me, then we don't have a friendship. And here's why it isn't about, oh, let me point a finger at somebody who made you do it. No, I'm not pointing a finger. I'm going to say, you don't trust. There's no intimacy. There's no relationship. Therefore, there's no need for us to have any kind of physical exchange. And that is why, like in my friend's case, I said, I don't need to speak to you. I have nothing to say to you. Because if you and I had anything to say, then my emotions would not be disregarded the way that they are. So again, it's not about I'm better, you're better. No, it's I'm a human, you're human. And if you are knowing when you see me that I'm, I'm getting pissed, I'm upset, I'm sad, whatever it is, it don't matter what level of emotion. If you see me and you don't tend to create a conversation with me from the heart, it means we're not in a love connection. Because you're not safe to be yourself. And you're not safe to treat me like a person either. So there's no safe haven, secure base. There's no ventral vagal state. Because you're not in your prefrontal cortex. Evaluating and taking in the information with awareness, I have a person in my forefront. I will be attuning to the person. No, you're making up shit in your head as it goes along. Whatever the story of the adaptive child is, and here's where trauma safety behavior people, they try to read people's minds on purpose. And when they're used to manipulating or thinking they're omnipotent, they start making up shit in their brains. All of this stuff. The difference here is for a 5D person, when we make up shit, quote unquote, we don't make up shit. With my friend, I'm fucking pissed at you like fuck. And I would just reiterate the story to my friends. Do you know what he did? Do you know what he did? <laughs> and that was it. I wouldn't sit thinking about them, but anytime they would mention my friend, I'd be like, yeah, please don't talk about him right now. <laughs> I don't want to talk about him. And that was where and why my loved ones are like, oh, you've changed. No, I grew up and I learned a lot from my friend. People who have clown faces, they don't know how to love. My friend is a person to this day. They have 
they're unresolved stuff. I'm going to leave that one alone, but I know what it is. And I've always told them, but uh, they made a choice. They got a choice point when we became friends again, meaning talking and hanging out. And their choice point was, I don't want to be any different from anyone anymore. I want to just be normal. Okay, then just be normal. Don't worry about anything. Your Claire's, they won't, they won't come. You can just ignore it. And I helped my friend to find their balance because they didn't want to move into expanded consciousness. It's okay to be afraid. This is normal. So love is love. It's neutral. It's kind. It's compassionate. It's understanding. And sometimes it's firm as well. But it's heart-to-heart communication. Fuck you. Fuck you. We love and hug it out. I hope you have a wonderful day. And if you have any questions, let me know. See you again soon.